Go Loud presents Read the Room. Right, that's the thing. The thing about play suits and jumpsuits that girls wear to festivals. Lovely, but as I'm sure you can imagine, going to the toilet in a jumpsuit, the whole thing has to come down. Oh. And what you're doing is you're trying to hold it around oh, your calves so it doesn't... So, you have to bring an army of mates. So you, you can you still look left, you look sit right. in the loo and not have it sort of roll into the puddle of piss. <laughs> By your feet. They're playing. They're playing. <laughs> With a half wow. litre of shit. Wide open. With a half litre of shit. That's, that's our own band we're setting up. Oh, this God. is their own festival. Yeah. Listen back to previous episodes and you'll hear what we were talking about then. Hi, I'm Maya Dunphy. That which makes me Paddy Courtney, obviously. And you're listening to Read the Room. This is a podcast. Do you know what we do? We pull apart the people, the scenarios. We, I'm not sure we've ever done that. The companies <laughs> and the stories of the week where somebody, through either dumb luck or just being, you know, a zeus, failed to do just that. Dear now, God. <laughs> Hold on. Dear God, man, what are you doing? Stop. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I'm just doing me lunges and me stretches. I'm trying to get festival ready, so get oh, me Jesus hoops and me glutes ready. You know? I am not your proctologist, for the love of God. Please put it away. Okay, come on, leave it. Jesus. And in shorts, very short shorts. Listen, I'd get the right one looked at, Paddy. I'm not a doctor, but I know it shouldn't look like that. That's not the right one. That's my third. I finally got my third ball, Maya. Come on, read the room. Listen, put them away. Laurel and Hardy, thanks. Right, today we are we chatting about? about festivals. I can't believe we haven't before. Right, because it, you is, know, well, it is festival season. It We're is. in the middle of festival season. And guess who's going to be at Electric Picnic? Who? Who, Maya? Tell we us. We are! I'll read the room. I, um, I never thought I'd be on a stage or a platform, wherever we're going to be, or slightly raised stool at Electric Picnic, unless I was sweeping it for in between acts. But uh, it's very wow. exciting. No, I can't believe it's your first festival. Is it? Well, no, like as a performer. Of course it is. Why else would they ask me? Oh, because I forget then. But the, yeah, I almost lump in kind of gigs like Podge and Raj maybe the, the live stuff. We did Vicar Street and were you down in Cork for the marquee? I was, oh my the God. The marquee was... That was amazing. one of the worst days of my life. Oh, really? Because we had all the... All the um, unlike stand-ups, obviously Podge and Raj had a very big set built around them. So we had the two boys, we had Ballydung Manor to bring everywhere with us. And we had the cock cannons, which you've mentioned before. Two oh, yeah. giant cannons yeah, yeah. that listen, fired, listen back out, to other fired out confetti at the end of the show, which is great. Yeah, we confetti. also had a carefully constructed arse cannon because there was a... <laughs> this, oh my God, this story is actually... It haunts me. My mouth is drying up thinking about it. Uh, there's, what, there's one... I'm not giving it away because it was a long time ago in the show. Right. As far as I know, it wasn't making a comeback. At one point, Raj bends over, drops his trousers and puts his arse over the table... Um, and fires ping pong balls out over the audience. Now, obviously, we didn't want Raj to have to show oh his God. butt because that wouldn't be fair. So we made a stunt arse. A stunt arse. We made a stunt arse. <laughs> and it was very carefully so with one of those kind of ping pong ball guns oh, built around nice. an arse. And when we packed up Vicar Street, everything went into storage. So I, at the time, was producing. So I got everything out of storage. We had a really brilliant floor manager and we had loads of really good people on the ground. But it was kind of my job to get the stuff out of storage. And so I just booked the whole thing to come out of storage on a truck down to Cork. We got there and went did, did the kind of run through. And uh, someone said, where's the arse gun? And I said, well, it, was, and it wasn't my fault. One of... 
someone hadn't told me that the arse gun was quite fragile, was taken out of storage and left back in the office in a suitcase. But I, you know, I take everything personally. I went, oh my God. The show was on, like, the, we had about, I don't know, 10 hours to go. And how? And I, I was so desperate, I offered to actually just bear my own arse. I said, like, I'll be the stunt arse and someone can just throw ping pong balls. Long story short, a good friend of the show went to the office, had to get the security company to come and open the office because no one had keys. Can got you tell me why you won't <laughs> enter into the office, please? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's something there's upstairs, an, yes, there's officer. A, there's an arse cannon in a suitcase yeah. in the top oh, floor. Oh, God. It was, <laughs> Again. Ethna Hand saved my life. Do you know Ethna? Big Hand. Michael, Murf- Michael hey. Murphy. Do you know Michael Murphy and Yeah, I love Michael. Yeah. Just well, Esnahant um, collected the arse gun and drove it to Cork for us. Hello, and Michael. This is a hello. long time Edna. ago and I will be eternally drove grateful the to her. Hey, hey, hey. Ed, he's here all week. Try the fish. Um, so well, that, I was. I was, so, I was prepared okay. to get my own arse out because I felt so guilty. Well, but then, do all's you know, well that ends well. Can I tell you? Roger's stunt arse arrived down in time and everybody got covered in stinky ping pong balls. Well, then, the fact that you didn't get your arse out down <laughs> and... Um, Ballydung Manor in Cork might try it in Strad Bally in uh, Leash nobody in, uh, wants to see my arse now tell you that much see. Well, do, well that's why I was doing my stretches and you know for me <laughs> so yes glutes. I have been obviously at festivals around production teams but I've never been on a stage okay that's good so then again um, yeah maybe we should put out shout outs as to what we're talking about you know down that week in uh, Electric Picnic. We should, it'd be great to have some kind of interaction because yeah. it's not a normal podcast okay, right. We haven't thought about that now. We so, haven't we will thought then. it just, If anybody's listening to this podcast this week, <laughs> if you send your ideas and come and visit us in the uh, Minefield tent. I it's think, the uh, Ah Here. The oh, Ah Here tent. Yeah, ah run here. by Minefield and yeah. Go Loud are taking over a lot of the slots. Yeah. So, so um, I think we're go and see all the other Go Loud people and then come and yeah, it'll be a good time. We're on Saturday. I think we're on mid morning. Saturday around eleven o'clock, twelve um, o'clock. Before so come along before you start drinking. No, come drinking. <sighs> Jesus, we will talk about that no, later on. No. The there are rules. So anyway, that's we'll what talk we're talking. We're talking about all things festival. Now, look, I, I have to say this first of all. I am every time, like every summer. There's this, especially this time of year around late summer a lot of newspapers do what we call lazy journalism and they say it's top 10 favourite holiday destinations top 10 favourite memories I think lazy journalists books. are people who call me comedian 11 years after I've been a comedian <laughs> that's fucking lazy like read the room journalist sorry that's Paddy's little dick accountant. I still am kind of I don't know I think stand up just sounds more impressive though no but after you leave something, I know, I you kind of go like that, you know. But anyway. It's like you break up in a marriage. These... Married man, Pat Courtney. You go, what? No, wow. no. Sorry, I Maya, quickly. I just interrupted you to have a go at lazy journalists. That's anyway, all. but yes, people will notice this time of year, there's a lot of top tens and that kind of thing in newspapers, especially Sunday supplements, just to fill up space. And I always get asked every year, oh, can you give us your favourite festival memories, highs, lows? And I always go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm too busy to fill in that tiny questionnaire. Festival highs. I don't remember any of them. I was off me, Vicky. I don't go to festivals. I've did been you, to you like? a handful. No, I did. I just say, no, I can't, I can't do that. Make it up. And the, the truth is, I've, it's, it's taken me like, guts of four decades to realise that I'm the kind of person who can't be around people all the time I can do a day if I go somewhere and I can get away but the idea of three days where you can't get away from people it just yeah, I know it's really it's weird it's a young man's I guess game isn't it someone said, no even when I was young 
Really? I used to lie. Like everyone, everyone was going to fail it. I said, oh, my mum won't let me go. Maya, you're 18. Well, she just won't let me go. Because I didn't want, I couldn't be stuck with people for that length of time. Isn't Jesus, that terrible? This... But it's, no, it's not terrible though. I know, like I know my own limits now. I know what makes me happy and unhappy. So I've been to a few. I went to a fun one in, in Belgium. I don't oh. have any kind of accent. No, don't. For... No, don't no. do the accent. Yeah, do Belgium. No. What's Belgium known for? Chocolates and paedophiles. <laughs> Yay. Poirot. Actually, chocolate paedophile. He said chocolate paedophile. Tintin. <laughs> Rintintin. Okay, um, right. Prior is anyone I would know. Club Bruges. Yeah. Um, apparently the worst airport in the world. Charleroi. Is it? Yes, won the won the award for inauspicious award for the the worst airport. I got st- actually on the same trip. I got stuck in that airport with the most boring man in the world, who I was kind of dating at the time. Anyway, he was at a festival <laughs> That's in Belgium. A relationship. I went over and uh, it was great fun. I was milling around on my own and. Um, there was one at one particular event this guy was kind of rubbing up against me and I was like trying to move away stepping oh, no. away to step closer and I looked down and the oh, festival no. testicles were out oh, no. <laughs> just, oh. for, just for the rhyme the frottage festival testicles festival testicles <laughs> why oh, seriously no. you're both blokes what what pleasure could you derive from rubbing your testicles off a stranger? Oh, I tell you, I've got I've you got a list. Much, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, let me take you through mine, well. my particular ones. <laughs> this how it goes. Jesus, lads, come on, read the now, festival. To be fair, Just... he was off his bin. All right, yeah, don't God like you forgive that yeah. bit, like. But nowadays, if that was to happen now, just kind of like years ago, you, you could kind of get away with that shit. Kind of, go, oh, <laughs> he's the town character, or <laughs> Father O'Malley. Yeah, he's he's up to no good again. But like uh, nowadays, gym, huh? lads, so fucking cute. hell. Keep. Oh, no, you can't do anything anymore, can you? It's so unfair. It's PC no, gone mad, I tell you. That's episode four of Read the Room. <laughs> you can't do, you can't say anything anymore it's if you so want to hard. listen back. You can't even rub your balls off a stranger in the field. I mean, it is. Can you even, no <laughs> can you just rest them on the shoulder? Oh, like, listen, lad, I've been hard, I've been festivaling hard this weekend. Can I just rest my lads here, please? Oh, like that. You just, that's frowned upon now. Well. Anyway, festivals. So, tell us, tell us what. Okay, right. Go on. Go so on. I'm kind of objective about it because okay. I don't have loads of horror stories. So, so I you think... didn't go to Fela. No. Uh, Fela. No, I didn't. Fela. I, like, Fela. I never had the money to go. However, I made like I was an enterprising young man. Like I, I loved working. I loved doing odd jobs and like washing windows, cleaning cars, that kind of cutting grass, that kind of stuff. But the, like, it was the best summer of my life because I can't remember what year the Fela was, but a friend had a van. And his mother had a uh, Musgraves card. You know this? That oh, yes. Get, yeah. <gasps> it was kind of like the golden ticket from Willy Wonka. If you had a Musgraves card, it meant you could go to this huge warehouse up uh, near Ballymun and you could buy wholesale goods, oh, goods. Yes. without the VAT. Yeah. And like back then, like, so what was Fela? 80s? It was the 80s. Later, yeah, well. 1991. Yeah. Yeah. So, then, so, so you we could buy like, industrial so boxes we went, so of potato. Big what bags of crisps. Like cider, girl. Cider. We oh, sorry. We, we were well. We were underage. Cider. So. so totally illegal. Put two pallets of cider down to um, Fela on the Friday night. I think we bought them for two pound and sold them for fiver. Oh, you sold them? For a, yeah. Yeah, go down and drink two pallets of cider. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Put me on that plane back to Belgium in uh, the future. Sold two pallets and like within, I'd say an hour. Sold it out and just thought, oh my, like there's us with fucking so mountains much money. of cash. I thought, this is amazing. And driving out the road and thought, this, let's go back and let, we'll do how many runs we can do up and down. And fair play, there was a lovely guard, just probably didn't want the paperwork. He said, lads, saw what you were doing, highly illegal, fuck off and don't come back to Thurless again. And we went, yes, we will. Goodbye. <laughs> and gone. So we went left with a pile of cash and no um, 
uh, arrests. Wow, so that, that was, was your my, trip my, to tip. That was my trip to tip. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I remember the first year that my friends were going down, we were doing 15, 16, so there was no buying passes. They were sneaking in. We were the selling occasional, probably to your Yeah, you were pals, a cancer yeah. cider. But in, like, you know, it was like an old one. But in those days, it was more, it was simple. You had a sweaty tent that hadn't been opened for years. <sighs> Some crisps, maybe a hand towel that your mom said, take the towel down with you in the bar of soap. It would never be used. But it was, and most people hitchhiked down. Yeah. And hitchhiked back. Because now it's like, well, is there parking and where do we leave the car? But everybody was hitchhiking back then. But, the but just the then, thought of it, I, the thought of being stuck for three days there. So I said I wasn't allowed stage. to go. I think like the yeah. difference, like how things have grown now and yeah. how we learned. Like it's just, so Fela was just one stage. And whereas now we've got like, Fucking arenas like Stradbally. Uh, they build mini cities. They build really mini cities. So, which goes back to, and we'll, we'll tip it again, going back to the original and the best was Woodstock. Here's the historical bit of the podcast. Woodstock. 69, I think it was. And like, I know that then there's Woodstock. Were you selling cider there as well? Yeah, well, of course I was. No, different stuff. I think we should Photoshop Paddy well, into love, every yeah, single yeah, yeah. famous yeah. festival oh, there scene. There is that. Instead of uh, Paddington, put Paddy Courtney in uh, as well. But Woodstock, I, I saw a documentary in Woodstock, I don't know, about 10, 15 years ago. The original Woodstock, not the stupid one that's on now at the moment. Stupid. Like, and uh, and it was, um, I would have loved to have been there. I was a few years late for Woodstock. No, I, I wouldn't have gone when I was one or two. But it was phenomenal how they ran this this big huge upstate New York I think it was but like there was three things that stand out for me is that one song I don't know who sang it I should really do this and it's um, it goes over and over in my head and the song goes and it's a one two three what are we fighting for don't ask me I don't give a damn next up is Vietnam and it was everybody was protesting back then and like a festival at this stage was prop for that like, for uh, uh, protesting and the second one was Joe Cocker losing his mm. thin singing A Little Help oh, I've seen that clip and yeah. it just it is phenomenal yeah. I just like I it's one of those late night YouTube videos I'd put on yeah. like a, just to watch him go like A Little Help from my friends now the friends I would imagine were drugs <laughs> because Jesus how he kept that up how his voice how he didn't his voice didn't explode yeah, on yeah. stage that, like, and then the third abiding memory of that Woodstock uh, video was uh, from that time was Getting on stage, you wouldn't do this anymore. Someone getting on stage, warning the crowd, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, stay away from the brown acid. Stay away <laughs> from the brown acid. And like public service broadcasting at its best. You don't, oh, you wouldn't get that anymore. Like lads, yeah. stay away from the Mitsubishi's, please. So that was Woodstock. The original Woodstock. But whenever you Google sort of history of festivals or the best festivals, that comes up all the time. And but then, like you say, everything kind of like we didn't have festivals like that in this part of the world. And then they began. But now there really is. There's something for everybody. Like there's wellness festivals. There's music. There's 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 ones where people just go to exercise and not drink and meditate. There's family friendly ones. There's like uber gay festivals where everybody's welcome. So there really is something. For, for everyone, everyone. yeah. Whereas before, let's face it, years ago, if you were over 25, unless you were really odd and you were kind of just the ageing punk or raver in the corner, people would have looked and gone, what the hell is the old lad doing here? And now, like, everyone, like, you can, can you be too old to go to a festival? I don't think no, so. No, no, no. Which is great because it's all inclusive. Like, there, like yeah. I said, there's something for everybody out there. And, like, Electric Picnic, I think, we're, as far as I remember, we're the first ones to start catering for families. So yeah. bring your kids along and that. And I know a lot of people, uh, mates of mine, who are die-hard festival goers, they kept, keep bringing their kids to them as well. And I scratch my head. We'll talk about that in another episode about bringing kids to certain places. Yeah. But like, um, they cater for and 
they seem to enjoy themselves as much as unless they're lying to me. Yeah, yeah we had a really. I was great supposed night. to go to Kaleidoscope, which is very oh, much a family friendly one, but I had COVID at the time, so I couldn't go. I was meant to go down with a friend, but even then, I was slightly anxious about the idea of it. I there's don't know. Ones, there's one like I, I was doing these lists. We've brilliant names now. Kaleidoscope is great. There's another one that my mates go to uh, Sarah Nick uh, Knock and Stocking. Have you heard of that? No. One? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great stuff? festival. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. And there's Van Tastival. You bring your old VW vans to as well. You know this kind. Of, and people have cookouts. It's lovely. Of yeah. I actually know. I did go to one C-sessions. two years ago. Um, here's a name drop. I was invited by my good friend Carol Decker from Tapau. What? What a legend she is. And it's called Forever Young. Oh. That's the one I'm gonna. I have to go to. And I thought, oh God, no! I'm I'm too I'm too young for that. That's it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, was it? And you know what the highlight? It's it's basically a lot of eighties music. Now I was very young in the eighties, so people who love eighties music are the people who were there first time round going to gigs. People like me or anyone who likes eighties tunes who just likes it on the second time round. And I was there at my friend, and this guy came up to me and said. uh, and he wasn't, we were chatting away and he goes, are you, are you, because there were a few kids, he goes, are you here with your parents? It was the biggest compliment ever. Nice. I was like, oh yeah, because all of the people who were going to gigs in the 80s, a lot of them are now actually in their in their 60s. So we were kind of, we were the young ones. Actually. It was Rick Astley. But it was, it was Rick. Rick. Was it? Oh my God. Was it was that? Rick Astley. Who, who said, said it to you? Yeah. No, no, it was just oh. a randomer. Oh. Oh. Rick right. Astley actually wasn't there. Rick Astley, there's a man who's aged well well. he's got an art gallery in the attic I'd say but it was really good fun if you're going to go to a festival like Forever Young you have got to go with the the right spirit I mean it is cheesy it's really cheesy it's full of slightly older people who all bring their little kind of pop out chairs because no one because oh couldn't sit in the ground couldn't get back up again Um, but it's great fun patent leather grey shoes with side laces yeah and who's there it's like well there's like Tapau and Tiffany and Tiffany was she in as well yeah the Spando Ballet what's your man the lead singer that fell out with him Tony Hadley Tony Tony Hadley Hadley. Um, he's a real gent he did the Podge and Rod show and he was an absolute gent turned up in a kind of in a white suit very attractive, yeah, is, yeah. very attractive. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was great fun. But so you they, have to go in the will, yeah. in, in so the right s- frame of mind. I have. You to. can't be cynical. You can't go oh, look at all these albums, eighties tunes. You've got to dance. You've got to enjoy yourself, and then you've got to go home early because we're all old. Oh, that's good. Like, but I don't mind that. Like, we just say, like you know, just. Well, I drank a load of booze sleep. and I went on. They had a chair of planes. What's a chair of planes? <laughs> it's the it's that kind of merry-go-round where there's just swings on change, <laughs> and you're you're basically just put in a centrifuge. All right. But a really slow one, a gentle one. Well, no, it, go, it goes fast enough, yeah. And then you just, you get up in these little piles of vomit. Every oh, jeez, oh. I can't be dealing with them. Well, that's the thing. I think, again, we, we everything now is sort of reframed post-pandemic. And not just post-pandemic, but there was, you know, and it's kind of not my theory, I'm sure it's not people's theory, but also the way we consume music now, it's so instantly accessible all right. the time. And I remember, like, and obviously Ed's a big music head, but when you were younger and you were waiting for a single, <laughs> a big music head, him, a single or an album to, I'm not going to say drop, to be released. Oh, drop. Man, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And the, the countdown and the Waving. excitement and you'd go home with it in your hand and put it on the... I queued up outside the shop for Fleetwood Mac rumours. Did you? Yeah, with my confirmation money. Oh, that's adorable. Loved it. It's just like there was a huge yeah. thing there. Like this. But you felt like this connection then when you played it for the first time or heard it on the radio for the first time. And you know, recordings, you know, record play yeah. to record stuff off the radio. But now that's all gone. So or record play of Top of the Pops. 
Get out of the room, will you? Get out of the room. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Who's that? What are you doing? Oh, for fuck's and you'd hate the them if the DJ spoke at the end of the oh, song, man. especially the little thing at Shut the end, up. and they go, "Sunshine 101." No, Shut no, no, up, no. Man. Shut up, yeah. But now, apparently, again, going to see live music gives you that kind of sort of connection with an artist that you don't really get anymore because if people say, "Have you heard that tune from like?" whatever, the weekend, you go straight to YouTube and you find the video and all the info and then the remix and everything else and everything is at your fingertips. So it does give you that bit of connection with an artist that's right. kind of been lost. Plus also the artists are making a lot more money live gigs they because sure they have to because they're are. making nothing from the streams. And um, then in the pandemic it was all cancelled so now everyone's back out and no one's apologising thinking I'm too old or yeah. I can't do this. No, it's just get back out there. I love festival gear. I love people when they go go for it and wear just festival clothes. Here's the I've thing. I've never had the balls no, to do but, it. But yeah, but you still think about it. It's not if you go to the theatre or the cinema for dinner you might go I'm going to a nice restaurant I'll wear my smart shoes but every single person thinks about what they're going to wear to festival right. I, I know for a fact well, you'll have thought about what you're going to wear for another love story yeah definitely like what are you going to wear are you going boots, bucket hat shorts <laughs> I, I, I do I, like, the bucket hat I wore the other day in the photograph we must post that again um, yeah I've got another one as well one that actually fits this time and it doesn't look like Granddad's gone fishing, like you know, just. But I, I do have a. Where's Granddad? <laughs> fishing line. River moving I, at I high speed. Up where's Granddad on Instagram? <laughs> and certain people got it. It's just it was an empty chair by the sea. <laughs> just. But so, every single person, no, Ed, you're going to festivals, soon, aren't you? I'm going to Electric Picnic. Woohoo! I'm DJing on the Saturday. And the Sunday. Oh, nice one. Maybe the Friday. Oh. Yeah, got through, and like a couple of other gigs, but... Are you camping or staying in the hotel? Um, the point is, Paddy, oh, oh. I'm going. But yes, I think there may be some kind of <clears throat> hotel situation. Oh, that's it. Oh, I, I, would, I wouldn't go if I had to camp. We'd no, then day visiting. three would be ropey for you uh, to camp. Day one oh. would be ropey. But I, I bet you've planned what you're going to wear. You've thought about it. Uh, Don't I'm deny it. I'm going to go, because I'm DJing an indie set, I'm going to go full Adidas. Nice. Amazing. Gangster. Lovely. And then I'm going to go with the bucket hat. Great. Oh, yeah. I, I think between the two Great. of us, we can bring it back. Of course, yeah. <laughs> We're the fucking the Jedward of Gold Out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I, you always think that it's women who take festival dressing seriously, but the men do yeah. as well. But I love the sparkles on the face, you know, the main people with big wings. Now, we, like we do it to a certain degree. Coachella is the one, isn't it? Yeah. That they go all out. Or the one in the desert. What's that? Burning, Burning Man. Man yeah. yeah. Wow, that's their proper Coachella festivals. is the fashionista one. And it's kind of, you sort of can't tell. You can't differentiate between the... The, the, the patrons and the artists because there's these incredibly beautiful oh, women so. with these kind of long honey limbs and wearing swimsuits and Go on. all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Slow down. And you think, is, is that a Kardashian? Is it just, is it a regular punter? Or is it an artist? I don't know. It's and actually, art the artists, there was a, I think it was, was Billie Eilish at Coachella? I think well, it was it was a festival she was at and she was walking around looking just so remarkably normal mm. and she was the talent and behind her were these sort of Amazonian women dressed like they've come from the circus. It's ridiculous. Of course, the big no no oh. is Indian headdresses. For a couple of years, Burning Man, Coachella, suddenly the Indian headdresses were in. And, and look, we've talked before about intent and I don't think any of those young women yeah. went out to offend people at all. But And then there was some fella on uh, Twitter last year saying, it's no different to people coming here and wearing a leprechaun hat for Paddy's Day. Oh, no. I was like, well, yes, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it is. Yes, it is. So the big... Now, people go, well, why is it? Well, obviously, we won't get into that now, but it's a very... <laughs> Yeah. spiritual sacred okay, thing yeah. for an oppressed people <laughs> so that's the big note and some of the festivals now actually have it on tickets no Native American oh, good. headdresses oh, I like that yeah so that's the thing not to do okay. there's 
the, the, the kind of ubiquitous one we call them the hunters. Remember the hunter wellies? Ah, the wellies, yeah, yeah. Like years ago, trip to tip, unless your dad was a farmer, you didn't own a pair of wellies. No one had wellies. You came home with mud in every single orifice. There's mud, <laughs> you're washing bits of mud out of your I'm armpits for weeks. <laughs> oh, but now you have, you, you can buy wellies with heels. Yeah. You can buy wellies with, wellies with sequin trims. Wellies with heelies. Wellies with heelies. Yeah. And then you have, there's a group known as the formerlies. Oh. Um, and apparently it stood for formerly hot, which I think is very, very cruel. Oh, no. But actually what it, what it really means is the people who are formerly there in their prime and are now going back with their grown up kids. Oh, right. So these are the ones that you would see. And from the back, they look like they could be sisters or brothers. And actually from the front, they go, no, it's mother and daughter or mother and son. Did you tell me that one, that thing? Which one? 16 from the back. Oh, 1661. That was actually originally, it was a column in the Sunday Times. I think all that's been stopped now because oh, it's misogynistic. But Tell people just Yeah, it was a column called 1661 Sunday Times and it was written by this kind of older woman. I think it, actually, I think it was a nom de plume. Oh, right, it may okay. have been someone like A.A. Gill writing it, actually. But the idea being that you can look 16 from the back with 61 from the front. <laughs> but that's the thing, especially right. for women. They are arguably in better nick than their daughters. And they're probably like 50s, 60s. The daughters are 20s, 30s. But, you know, it's the mums who still rock the hunter wellies yeah. and the hot pants. And they're very careful what they drink and they look amazing. Yeah, they don't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. They do. They just pretend not to. So then we have the old ravers, Ooh, also old punks, me. who are the old lads, lads or girls who are just doing their own thing, happy as Larry in the corner, I always. S- and you see them kind of by day through, kind of day two, kind of gurning. They run out of whatever they brought with them, but they don't give a shite no. and they're there to have a good time. Well, I, I salute them. I was with a bunch of them at uh, the Trinity Sessions. Now, you can't, can you call that a festival? It was kind of like separate gigs every night. It's a mini festival, the, uh, yeah. The, um, the specials were playing. And so it was all these kind of elflas like me wearing like, Purple, blood, red. What's it called? Ox blood docks, yeah. and uh, tight jeans, and the uh, the polo shirts and the Harrington jackets. Like, and these lads were like rocking out. Like, a few of them like balding, big bellies, but like dancing like maniacs. Like, I, I love, was one. That's I my kind them. of festival. I missed that this year again because of poxy COVID. Mm-hmm. And you can go have a great time. Get some nice food and then go home and sleep yeah. in your own bed. I, so that, I was yeah. a middle aged woman even at fifteen. <laughs> and then you have. They're, they feature all the time the trendy parents now of course festivals cater for trendy parents but years ago they're the ones who were determined to not be held back by their kids and they're the ones you'd see and they'd have kind of a Kath Kidson picnic bag and the kid in the, in the, in the harness they'd look so organised and you'd look at them going, oh my god those people are so organised by day two nah right. like there was a papoose is that the thing it used to be in 1962 or, <laughs> yeah, when I was at or if you were a member of an indigenous community alright with your headdress okay right just call the harness that's me just backing out of that conversation. <laughs> it's just called a harness, but they are brilliant. By day two or three, the you know the veneer has worn off, kids and someone's crying. Someone's up, the kids have the shits; they run out of wipes, and everything goes to hell. <laughs> I remember a friend of mine went, and she was so sanctimonious—not really a friend, a woman I used to know—and they'd bought the um, eco shower with them. Oh, they'd attend. It was basically a, it's a big like a, a canvas bag of water with a little, and you open it and you get a little shower in the morning and uh, some probably one of the old ravers for, formerly mentioned old ravers had burnt it with a cigarette <laughs> oh my god oh god that's, it's, that bag has reminded me a friend of mine uh, just, what let's call her a leaking or, bag call, has yeah, reminded you, you know of somebody what? oh god she actually Don't used her sister's colostomy bag to bring vodka into wow. festival I'm loving, gig, it, yeah. loving it, loving it, loving it. I hate I to just... say it. Similarly, we once did that with um, 
the, the padded bras, you can get these sort of chicken fillets and you can get the ones that you inflate. So That's we got right. the ones that we'd fill. And it would hold a good like 10 units of vodka in each one. What? So I had like the guts of a bottle of vodka Jeez. and they're not going to frisk your tits, are they? <laughs> Come and frisk your tits, man. Back to Belgium again. <laughs> so, and also Trinity Ball, um, very posh festival. The last year Trinity Ball, they were and they they close Trinity at about two o'clock, and they bring in dogs and security, and they comb. They always find they always find one fellow in a tuxedo oh, in a tree right. <laughs> sitting up there for ten hours to get it. in. But I thought that it's it's not that the booze is expensive; it's that the queuing to get it right. takes an hour, yeah. and then the buzz is worn off. So I said to my friends, well, let's just try hiding some booze in a skip. Like what's the worst? So we bought in a fake bin bag and the booze, hidden in a skip, and they normally go through all the skips. And it was just we got back and the booze was still there. Great. So we just had a couple of mixers and I don't know, a little I bar set up. That that type of enterprise should be rewarded. Like, yeah. Just like come on, like you know, hiding a bottle of vodka up a tree, like they're giving it to a squirrel. Mind that lad there. <laughs> I'll be back on Tuesday. Yeah, you can trust the red squirrels, don't give it to a grey squirrel. Oh, no, Let no, no. thieving shits. So let's do a few do's and don'ts of festivals. Yes. Of what we know before do's we get out of here. Do's and don'ts. Keep your with... festival testicles in your pants. That's number one. <laughs> Until Sunday on your way home and like, you know, wash them before you get home. Um, so what, Okay, like... I'm going to say this one. Oh. It's sanctimonious oh, and it's go. head tilty. Go on. But yeah, from my own experience, try not to start drinking too early. My tolerance was always a bit low. Yeah. So maybe set a time of, say, five o'clock. And go and do a few early, isn't it? spoken like, word tense, get some yeah. food, chill out. Because if you go, ah, fuck it, we'll start at midday. And then maybe you, ha- you can hold your booze, but I'd be wrecked by six o'clock. And then you've, you've, you've ruined the day for yourself. I can't hold my booze at all. Like, and, and the thing is, I, I've learned from my own mistake by going hard at it on the, the Friday. Yeah. And then being so wrecked then on Saturday that you've wasted all day. You're just kind of moaning. It's a horrible and feeling. And you have the fear. There's nothing. Yeah. The festival fear is even worse. Yeah, festival fear amongst 45,000 people. I know, when you're going to lie in a damp tent. And that's the other, here's the number two. Again, mammy advice. looking at your eyes. Mammy advice. Your eyes are are red. You you on drugs? No, I've been crying for the last two hours in my tent. I don't want to drink again. So go on, give us a mammy one. Never underestimate the value of a raincoat. And people think, you know what? It's grand. Just go out in the rain. Get wet. That's fine on day one. By day two, when even your knickers are damp. No. Leave it. (laughs) Jesus, Maya. Someone's got on well at the festival. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Never going to give you up. Why does Rick Astley keep featuring? I don't know. know. He's good. Like he said, yeah, he does. Yeah, Yeah, works. I have to say though, he is. He's he's having a renaissance, isn't he? You do, you do, Rick. Oh yeah. There we go. (laughs) Rick Astley is listening. Maybe change your name. On the flip side of the raincoat, don't fall asleep in the sun. You always oh, see yeah. someone who gets oh, a, there's a sunny man. day and by day two, there's just the sunglasses lines the and a little eyes. bit of the hat line, but oh. they're, they're completely burnt from the nose the down. Don't do that. Show the portaloos some respect. Oh man, this is number one. This is no, I'm like, number two. Even, <laughs> <laughs> even in like something like Bloom. So I, I, I've done Bloom for the last few years, teaching kids how to grow stuff. And there's a, like, here's the secret. Before you go into Bloom, there's a row of portaloos, the cleanest. Like literally, you'd have your dinner off them. I would them, never come them, to that. <laughs> but inside, oh my god! Like it's just people. Like it, it doesn't matter what festival, people just totally disrespect. But also, it's it incremental. It takes for one person to go. I'm not going to wipe that, or to mm. dump paper, or to dump something, or to block the loo. It takes every. It takes each yeah. person to not give a shit when they're giving. Yeah, they're having a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are those sheep so peas just, the thing that you ever use? The sheep peas, I didn't. They're oh, the, they're the little kind of funnel that yeah. you hold to your vagina exactly, yeah. so you could hey, pee look, like you a man. Can have a penis too. <laughs> no, that's Although, just... quite handy. 
But then, I, I don't, like, yeah, if there's anybody out there who've ever used one without, no, let us know. I, I know, yeah, but I let it, the point is, the portaloos yeah. don't get that Respect horrible um, from nothing. So just, oh, just be nice to them because you'll have to use it on the last day too. Yeah. Okay, we should uh, one okay. more and then we we'll wrap. Up. If you lose your friends, make new ones. Go home with more, just a hangover. Isn't if that? you lose your friends, make new ones. Yeah. Jesus, you don't no. think that's a good one? No, that's f- quite frightening. <laughs> like exactly, you walk up to someone, will you be my friend? No, no just start, just start chatting. Uh, bring two pairs more underwear than you think you might need. There we go. Or, or I'd go the other side. What? Don't bring them. No under, no under. Like there was, like there's random Stupid underwear just advice. left on the beach. No, like, there isn't. On our beach, just like going down to the beach the other day, and there was just like random pair of. There's a French Connection pair of boxer shorts. There's a pair of women's really? sneakers. Like yeah. What's with that? I presume it's accidental. No, isn't isn't it? there, like you know, once maybe, but then three or four follow follow the trail of other pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. it's like a sort yeah, of. So, but yeah, bring as many spares. Underpants spares, yeah. Camino, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Do you know what? That's a thing. That's somebody selling fucking um, what do you call those? Um, a vending machine of underwear. That would work. It uh, would. Copyright, Patty Cordy. They do that in Japan. They do that, they? yeah, but they're used. Okay. Oh yeah, no! That's... Oh come on! You must know that. I never knew that. Oh come on! That's a big one, yeah. Okay. Um, and they claim to be schoolgirls' pants. That's what that was the big thing in Japan for a while. Oh, okay, right. Scratch that's... and sniff, scratch and sniff. Here's one thing about littering, though. <laughs> right, this became a big, and I, I guess oh, it's, yeah, it's because people have more money. We have the middle aisle of well-known German supermarkets. Things are much cheaper. Like years ago, if you borrowed a tent, Jesus Christ, you had to get that tent back to your yeah. mate because they only had one, and, yeah. and it lasted for years. Now, and it became a problem in the UK and here and all over Europe where they had these you see pictures of fields full of tents and camping stoves and plastic bags and cans and ice boxes people just bring them and then they just go home because they don't need the shit anymore and because they bought all of it for 50 quid shame on you who do that I think people should be fined and the irony is they're going normally to celebrate like being outdoors and environmentalism and then they leave a load of that's, and that's why we, they keep getting slapped down all the time because of those people letting themselves out. Right, let's wrap it okay, up. Okay, 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 okay. Live the festivals. Have a bit of respect for the land. All right, well, that's it for this week. I'm off to live the festival experience, Paddy. Well, uh, thought you didn't go? Yeah, I don't. But to feel part of it, I'm going to stand in a field for a few hours oh. with no phone signal, shouting, Where are you? And crying into a glass of flat, warm urine. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do it, alright Okay, listen guys um, If you like what you heard Come down and visit us At Electric Picnic Come down and say hi On the Saturday And go and see uh, Our producer Ed uh, Doing his DJ sets see, On the one, Saturday two, one, two, yeah. Saturday night Here's Tony with the chips uh, Go and see uh, him At Electric Picnic this year If you like what you've heard Do leave us a review Hit the old five star buttons It help us get up the charts And you can spread the word To oh, all your friends Oh, we want to go up to the, the charts And <laughs> don't forget We love hearing from we you do. So find me on Twitter Or Instagram Instagram at Maya Dunphy. We'll be at the, and uh, what about Paddy you? C. Courtney. Pad, at Paddy C. Courtney. And audience. this year, what does this year? This week, what does the C stand for? Oh, well, obvious. Camper van. That's how you do festivals, people. Camper van. Ruth Medjabar has a great one. Okay, let's does end she? the show. Thanks. Okay. Read the Room is recorded, created and hosted by Paddy and Maya and produced by the team at Go Loud Studios. They'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled. Well, the plane that I was on trying to get out of that hellhole with that awful bloke. Oh, um, we need they, to talk there was him. this really the, the, the kind of a banging sound. Leave it, leave it on the plane. And then the, sort of basically the smell of burning chicken. And the plane came down quite quickly. It was just on takeoff. And it was a seagull had <gasps> gone into the engine, oh, which you always hear. I goes, ah, it wouldn't no. make a big difference. It did. You could actually smell. It was oh, like burning stop. chicken. 
So we were all taken off the plane and we were put in this, like a warehouse with one vending machine. And we were there for eight hours. I was, so I was stuck with this, was with this dull fella. Lovely Belgian chocolate in yeah. there. There was a chocolate paedophile vending machine. <laughs> right. You have to lick them for it. <laughs> <laughs> 